0: Chats Podcast with Mike Brennan. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artist makers and content creators where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at Mike Bone, and you can check out some of my work on my website, which is mikebrennan.me. I'd also love to extend an invitation to you to join our free Facebook group called Daily Creative Habit. And it is a place where creatives of all types are showing up to say, I want to be more consistent in my creativity. And if that's you, we would love to have you over there. You can do that and also sign up for our Daily Creative Habit email newsletter that will come right to your inbox. It's filled with some inspiration and daily creative prompts. Again, this will come right to you. All you have to do is go to dailycreativehabit.com to join the group and also sign up for the email newsletter. Hey, so for this episode, I wanted to share some things from the seat of a creative professional. And these are just some things that I've been thinking about lately. I shared in a recent TikTok and Instagram Reel. By the way, if you're not taking advantage of that part of social media, you're resisting it, I highly encourage you to consider making some quick videos. I resisted this in the beginning, but um, trust me on this. You wanna be able to show up in a variety of contexts for people and talk about what it is that you do, talk about your creativity, and share a little bit more about who you are as a person and a creative person. So take advantage of that, but that's an aside, that's free. So what I really wanna talk about is three tips that have been helpful in securing ongoing work as a creative professional. And these aren't necessarily only tied to creativity. Um, I think this is just general life practices (laughs) that are are good no matter where you work, no matter how you make your money, but when you're dealing with other people, how you show up. And there's this avatar, if you will, this, this vision that people get, I think, especially some places that I've worked in where there's a big divide between the account people and the creative people. Um, the creative people, you know, it's all the designers and videographers and, and copywriters and so forth. And then you have the account people who are the sales team and uh, the people who are managing clients and um, all that kind of things. And so, what tends to happen is that the account people are a little bit more conservative. Uh, they're the people usually dressed in suits and ties and, you know, a little bit more uh, business looking, if you will. And then you've got the creative people who are, uh, well, creative and they're even dressed creatively. And what happens is a lot of times the more conservative uh, account people say, well, we need to tap into the creativity from the creative team. But there's almost this trepidation because they're afraid to venture into the area where the creative people are because we all know those creative people who are really out there and who kind of give professional creative people a bad name, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, and no offense to you, if this is you, um, God love you and rock on with your bad self, but there is a certain... A stigma attached to what people think of when they think of creative people and working with creative people, right? Nobody wants to work with the flighty creative person, the person who's going to be so out there that what they come up with is not even going to be manageable. It's not realistic. Uh, It's so creative that it's not actually useful, (laughs) right? It's not practical. And so I, I understand the concerns of of that world to go hey we need things that are that are actually doable um, we have things like constraints like budgets and timing and, you know deadlines and so on and so forth uh, but then obviously being a creative person myself you know there are a lot of times i don't like those constraints i don't want those constraints but those constraints can actually help you be even more creative and so anyway all this to say i've been thinking about the, that relationship and how somebody who's a creative professional can show up and work better with other people, whether it's account people or just small business owners, entrepreneurs, even if you're somebody who is a visual artist and you're taking commissions, uh, maybe you're collaborating with somebody on a project, wherever it is that your creativity overlaps other people and you're trying to serve, this is good advice. So here are three tips that are helpful for you as a creative professional in getting ongoing work. The first one is be dependable. And I know this sounds like simple, but you would be surprised at the amount of people who are just not dependable. And I think this goes along with the whole flaky artist thing, right? Because there's a certain amount of I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. I want freedom, you know, don't box me in. But If somebody's hiring you to use your creativity in a service or for a project, they need to know that you're going to be dependable. Everyone at one point has been on the other side of somebody who has not shown up like they said they would show up, who has started a project and bailed on it, and that's frustrating to be on the other side of. It's frustrating for somebody because it's a waste of time, it's a waste of money and energy, and they have to start the process all over again. And there's a there's a trust factor there. When someone's coming to you to hire you for your gifts and abilities as a creative person, to help them with whatever problem they need solved, they're trusting you to bring your expertise, they're trusting you to bring your skill set, and they're trusting you to be dependable that you will be a person of your word, that if you say you're going to deliver something, that you actually deliver it. And just a side note on this, it's always better to under-promise and over-deliver. Surprise and delight somebody. If you think that something's going to take a certain amount of time, be realistic, but if you can actually deliver it ahead of schedule and surprise somebody, that's so much better than having to constantly readjust a deadline because you're late, because maybe you didn't um, manage time well enough or you took on too many projects at the same time. Uh, These are all learning opportunities and it's just important to be someone who is dependable. Be the person that you say you are and make sure that people know that they can rely on what it is that you say and, and rely on you showing up to do what it is that you said that you would do and how you would do it. So that's the first one, be dependable. Second one is ask a lot of questions. I know this may sound simple again, but really when you're meeting somebody for the first time, sometimes we call these uh, discovery calls, right? You're getting on the phone with somebody or on Zoom or through email, and you're inquiring about the project because this person has either reached out to you or maybe you've reached out to them asking if they need assistance with something. And you want to understand what the project is. You want to understand what the parameters are. What are the, the deliverables that the person is looking for? What are the time constraints and, and uh, deadlines, the budget constraints? What, what are they hoping comes out of this project? Like, what is their desired end goal of this? And sometimes, depending upon the client, you need to actually engage with them in such a way that you're asking questions to uncover if they even know the answer to some of these questions. Um, Somebody sometimes may come into thinking that they need one thing as a deliverable, but you as the expert in the situation can ask enough questions to actually determine, oh, you know what? What you really need is something in addition to. And it's not like this is the upsell or you're trying to coerce somebody, but really you're trying to assess what the needs are. For example, if somebody came to me and they said, well... We need, a, uh, we need a website built. And I would say, okay, great. Um, let's talk about what you are thinking in terms of that website. And do you have a logo? Do you have branding? And they would say, actually, no, we don't. And so I would back up the conversation and say, well, why don't we start talking about that? Because that's a very real need to have a logo and to have branding and even what's called a style guide, so that it spells out what the fonts are, what the color schemes are, proper usage of the logo, like all these different factors that are involved. And you set that up in the beginning as a foundation because you build off of that, right? So that when the logo and branding is applied to a website, that's an application or if it's applied to print materials, like a business card, letterhead, uh, brochures, things like that, that's another application. Um, You want to be sure that you've thought in advance about what the starting point of this is so that you're not handing something off to random people throughout that process. Somebody else does the logo, somebody else does the website, somebody else does the print materials. And every time it goes into somebody else's hand, they put their own spin on something. Then you have mismatched and you have no consistency in your branding. So I say all that again to say that's an example of if I were speaking with somebody who had a specific need that they were coming to me with, I ask a lot of questions to uncover, is this really what they need? Is this really the best way forward? How can I save them a lot of headache And problems that they may not even know about. And I know these things because this is my area of expertise. I've spent years doing this kind of stuff. And so asking a lot of questions. Being curious. uh, There are not too many questions that you can ask. Because I think the more that you ask. The more you're curious about the project. About the person you're working with. About the context. About what a win for them would look like. The closer you can get to that And the better understanding you will have about the project and about what you need to bring to the table to be able to serve this person through your creativity. So ask a lot of questions. Keep asking because it shows that you're engaged with the process. It shows that you're interested and it shows that you're curious and people like that. I mean, put yourself on the other side of that. If you're going to somebody asking for somebody's assistance and expertise, don't you want them to ask you questions? Don't you want them to be curious and don't, you don't want to just feel like, oh, I'm a number or I'm just a paycheck for them. Um, You want to feel like they actually care about the work that they're doing for you. And that happens when there's a lot of questions that are being asked. So tip number one, be dependable. Tip number two, ask a lot of questions. And tip number three, communicate clearly. Now, again, this may sound like a no brainer, but you would be surprised at the amount of people who just don't communicate And this could be the first place is email. Like if you've ever been on the other side of an email stream where it has just gone silent, you feel like you're ghosted. You feel like, I don't really know what's happening here. Now, as the person who's providing the creative service, it's very frustrating for someone to have gone through this process where you've asked a lot of questions, you've set the parameters of the project, things have gotten rolling, and then all of a sudden, radio silence They don't really know what's happening. Are you working on this? Are there revisions that were made that were requested? Um, Are we on target for our deadline? Are we on budget? There may be lingering questions that all of a sudden bring in doubt. And they may start to doubt your abilities. They may start to doubt uh, your dependability, going back to number one, right? They may doubt that you were the best person for this job. And You wanna make sure that you keep your relationship with them and the project in good standing. And you do that by clearly communicating. You clearly communicate up front. Once you've gathered up all the information about the project, you reiterate back to them. Okay, this is what I understand that you're looking for. This is the project details and the scope of work. Here's the budget, here's the deadline or timeline. Um, here are the deliverables, like all the particulars. And then you make sure that you let them know, Hey, if you have questions along the way, let me know, because that's a two way street. It's not just you asking questions about the project and trying to understand how to solve this problem. It's also you being available to answer questions that your client may have. And so it's important to build that relationship so they feel comfortable enough to ask you these questions and so that they feel like there's no stupid question because this isn't maybe their area of expertise, right? It probably isn't because that's why they're coming to you. So communicate clearly. Communicate the status of the project. Communicate uh, if something has happened and there needs to be an adjustment in perhaps a timeline or a deadline. Communicate clearly in if they push back with feedback or revisions and you think that there's something that um, isn't a good choice that they're trying to push forward, be communicating clearly enough so that you can say, hey, this is my area of expertise. And in my opinion, this is what I feel like is the best way forward for you and for the project. Uh, And that may mean saying, well, you know, I will take your feedback into consideration for something. Uh, maybe I'll show you one version of this and then show you another version of what it is that I believe is the best solution um, so that you're continuing to, to build on that communication and let that person feel very confident in you and your abilities. Um, each situation and client relationship may be different um, because there may be some clients who say, you know what, you run with it. I trust you. I've hired you to do this job, you are the expert, uh, you show up with your creativity and just do what you do best. Those are dream scenarios, right? (laughs) A lot of other times there are other clients who uh, have been burned perhaps in the past or maybe they're used to having to micromanage and control a lot of things. Um, And so they wanna be more in the mix and they want to uh, make sure that their opinions on things and their, their preferences on things are known. And so it's navigating those things as well, but also standing your ground to say, you know, I'm the creative professional right here. Uh, I'm the expert in this this area, and this is why you hired me. And so have a dialogue about that. Um, sometimes there's an education piece that needs to happen in the communication, and so be very uh, friendly in this communication. Be very um, service oriented in your communication and do it often and do it clearly because no one is ever going to get upset with you for trying to make sure that things are clear in communication, making sure that expectations are met on both sides. Um, That can really avoid a lot of pitfalls and disasters when you seek to communicate clearly and often. And so these are things that I believe that if you do these things, if you keep showing up and make these part of your creative practice, it will ensure that people come back to you again and again. It will be it will ensure that you get more work because people want to refer people who are dependable, who ask a lot of questions, who clearly communicate because there's a trust built, because there was a good experience, because things that were promised were delivered. And you'd be surprised at the amount of people who don't follow these tips. And they continue to break down the trust of the people who are looking to hire other creative people. And so don't contribute to that mistrust um, because we need more people who are creative, who are willing to unleash their imagination and be bold in that, but then also... Serve people in a way that you're actually serving them, that you're actually letting them know that you care about them, care about the process, that you are a professional. And don't make the mistake of just thinking, this is just a paycheck, this is just a means to an end, because you never know what relationship could unlock some other thing you could get into a working relationship with someone who then can introduce you to somebody who could completely transform your creative practice and career, or could present you with an opportunity that you would never have otherwise. And I'm not saying to do it because of that, but I'm just saying show up and be a good person. Be dependable, be asking questions, be communicating clearly, because it's the right thing to do. It's the right way to operate. And so keep these things before you practice them often. And if you have other things that you would add to this list, because this by no means is, is a final list or a complete list, but just some things I've been thinking about. So if you have things that you would add to this list, I would love to know. Let me know. Uh, you could reach out to me on Instagram. DM me again. I'm at Mike Bone. Uh, You can send me a message through my website, which is mikebrennan.me. Go to the contact page and fill out the form there and just shoot me a message and say, hey, here are a couple other things, here are a couple other tips that I put into practice as a creative professional that I feel uh, have been really instrumental in me growing my creative practice and business. Um, And for those of you, again, maybe you're listening and you're more of a hobbyist, these things still apply wherever you have overlap with your creativity and people. Because it's serving people, it's using your creativity, not simply just as a means for you to have self-expression, which is important, but also where other people come into the mix. If they're hiring you, again, commissioning, if they're purchasing your work somehow, Um, be a valuable player for people, a valuable creative who is a person of your word. So I hope this is some food for thought for you. Again, I'd love to know some uh, of your other suggestions for this list. And I hope to see you in the Daily Creative Habit Facebook group. More and more people are joining every single day. And I would love to have you be a part of that group, showing up, putting your work in there, asking questions, contributing to the conversation and the journey, as well as signing up for the Daily Creative Habit email newsletter, which, again, I send out twice a week with daily prompts for creativity, some resources that I come across, and some inspirational stuff where I just share some of my thoughts, some of my experiences from my own creative journey and practice. So, as I always end these episodes, my encouragement to you, friend, is go create something. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, Leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.